Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. You know, I feel the need that you have to come on first because our because our our introduction introduces you first. Does it? Well, no? eh, yeah. I mean, I can I can say I can say a little something. I can say a little something every, uh, every now and then. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like you're doing right but now. But I, I I do like it whenever you kick it off and you're you know you're you're telling people who you are and I tell them who I am and it's just kind of how we've done things. So um, there you go. I uh, why. Why break it if it doesn't? Yeah. Why fi- why fix it if it's not? Oh, wait a If it ain't broke, why, don't fix why? it. Thank that's you. That's it. Yes, that's you the are one. the man to come through. Yeah, that's the that's one. That's the one. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to When the Worship Hill Music Speaks Podcast. I'm your professional handicapped host, James Cox. Hey. And no, I'm still not the, mo- still not the boy subscriber from the Muppets, although... I may be the voice of Special Ed from Crank Anchors. Oh man, I forgot about Crank Anchors. Yeah, that's the only voice I can do. I can do his voice, but I can't do. It. Hey, <laughs> hey, lady, <laughs> hey, you doing? Know that, that that's 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 my claim to fame. Or right there is that's, 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 hey, a lady, even though he's talking to him, you know. <laughs> You remember that one where he's talking to a man and that's because they're late. I was like, oh my God, that's great. Yeah. Jim Flurkin's the man, dude. I, if my mom would have ever found out that I watched Crank Anchors, I would have gotten in so much trouble. I had to sneak those in. Sorry, yeah. mom, if you're right, listening yeah. to this. Um, but yeah. sorry, mom. she knows who I am because she's my mother. But if you don't know, my name is, um, well, let me, let me, let me preface this first with who I, who I, who you know me by. I'm commonly referred yeah. to as the loudest guy in the room, but you better recognize that it's only when I'm playing the drums and no other time. And if you say otherwise, <laughs> you're wrong and I'll fight you. Uh, I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley, also known as Brosley. And uh, James, I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I did, man. I went to my parents' house. They live in Sumter. I also uh, went there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, yes, we'll get we'll to get that. But that, we'll get to that. So, so my parents live in Sumter, and my aunts and uncles do too. My cousin Hamilton lives in Columbia, like where I live. Okay. He lives like ten minutes away, so he picked me up. We went over there. We listened to metal music along the way. That's fun. So it was a good ride. Yeah, you know, that sounds like fun. That's a good, a good, a good forty-five minute drive. Sure. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I said, dude, you need to listen to venues, uh, and for those of you who don't know venues, is we interviewed three out of the five members of the band, and they're a German band, metal band, mm-hmm. and they're great. Everybody and their mama should be listening to them, including her. And, you know, yeah. Mama, she, mama mostly should, you know I mean? She might. If she doesn't, if she doesn't, she you know, she should. She'll surprise uh, you with but, her music choices. I'll just say that. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, a, like an Evanescence-esque band yeah yeah um they're very very good so check them out if you haven't and then um we went and ate some food i ate me a mess of stuffing Mm. stuffing is my favorite food ever made and then turkey and then you know the usual stuff 
not a big, I, I'm not a big fan of cranberry sauce. So I'm I mean, not either. I can do without it. Yeah. You you can yeah. keep that. Yeah. I don't like beets. I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't mm. have it. You keep that. You save the um right. the uh, sweet potato casserole for me, um and some stuffing, and I'm set. That's all I need. I don't That's ask for it. much. Right. No, not much. Mm-mm. But um, but after the family left. Uh, I stayed there for a few more hours, you know, because uh, he Hamilton has a new girlfriend now. Okay. Congratulations, Congratulations Hamilton. And then, and then, yeah, and then he he went over to her family's house and they hung out for a while. Mm-hmm. He came back and picked me up. Cool. But during the process, I contacted you mm-hmm. and told him what 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 did I tell you? You told me that you had some things for me, um, and unfortunately, we couldn't get together on Thanksgiving because. We usually have a lot of places to go on Thanksgiving. It's usually pretty hectic. So yeah, you told me you told me you had six places to be. I'm like six. It's too much, man. It is a lot. I don't um, even have. Right. But yeah. you know, it, it's we'll get it worked out. It, it'll it'll work itself out one day. But um, yeah, it's so usually Thanksgiving's pretty hectic for us. But um, I had Black Friday off, um, and Allie and myself took uh, our Christmas photos on black friday um thanks to the help of our friend rebecca with rk photography so a little plug for her she does she does amazing work. she does amazing work she's done all of our photos so except for when we got married because becca was in our wedding she did not take our photos for the wedding so um i can't remember what her name was somewhere out of charleston anna something i can't remember what her name is but um, I'll have to uh, look that up, and I'll tell you next time on the next episode who our photographer was we used for that. But, um, so yeah, uh, we got done with our pictures, and I was able to run by uh, your parents' house um, because you left me some goodies, and I really appreciate it, man. Like That was very, very sweet of you. The the things that you have, and I've got them here because you normally do your, your vinyl showings, and now it's my turn because I have some right. things to show. Um, so we'll do that. It looks like you're having some camera issues. So while you're fixing that, I will, um, I'll show our YouTube. If if this goes on YouTube, um, I will show off the vinyl that I have gotten from you. So, uh, let's, let's, let's dive into that real quick. All right. All right. So numero uno, numero uno. And this is, this is wonderful, by the way, I still have yet to watch the live stream of this, um, playthrough, but, um, as mentioned in our comic book episode, uh, I loved the Devil Wears Prada zombie EP um, and the comic that went along with it. Well, recently, the Devil Wears Prada has done a follow-up to the zombie EP, and this one is called Zombie 2, and that's, it is phenomenal. Um, in fact, you have a hat, so, don't so you? Good. Don't you have a zombie hat that you wear quite frequently? I do. It just has a, a it, it just has a square and it has a with little, that Z. like a Z on it. Yeah, but that's it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But, but that's it. There's that. So this is a cool little um, forty five, um, and yes. right. And um, yes. so I'll I'll uh, once I get a record player, I'll be love I'll be loving that. Um, yeah. That's such a good album too. Yes, it is. That's such a yeah. And uh, and for people who don't know, they actually did the live stream of zombie EP that you just showed. Yep. Yeah, full playthrough. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, for our horror punk fans here, uh, as you some as you may remember, Calabrese is definitely one of my favorite horror punk bands ever. Um, we had the drummer Davy Calabrese here on the show uh, before, and um, if 
featured them in our first horror punk episode. Uh, but this is my favorite Calabrese album, um, <coughs> Deglo Necro. So, uh, James, I really I appreciate do. that. This is, um, this one has the, uh, I haven't opened it yet, but it's, this is the watermelon press. Is that oh, right? Yep. So, yep. Oh, we'll see. They had three, um, they had three versions. They had the pink version, the watermelon version, and the, like the, like the Martian blood one. Yeah, that's it. Martian and, blood. And I asked you, and you, mm-hmm. and I asked you, and you said that, that the, that the watermelon version was your favorite. Your favorite blend. Yeah, that was it looked cool. So I got yeah. Uh, here's the so jump. Here's it. the brothers on the back. And um there is oh nope, sorry. There's Davey, good looking son of a gun that we had on the show. Hopefully we'll get him back on sometime soon. Yeah. Now that one I was aware that I was I was I was aware <laughs> that you were getting me this. So the rest right, of these right. were totally by surprise. Well Well, you knew that I was gonna give you one of one, one of them. Yeah, there was like, there was one in yeah. there that I knew. This one I was not uh, yeah. expecting. Uh, this is uh, Sister Cities by The Wonder Years, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> bands ever. Um, a wonderful album. Um, so I can't wait to listen to this one as well. Uh, we featured The Wonder Years on one of our Cover Wars episodes um, for yeah. um, Losing My Religion. Um, so yes. that one. Um, so the, the, the way I got that one is is I, is I got it from, uh, from being my old you know, Mr. Box. And I didn't really dig, dig the album. I'm like, I know who, who will love this album. This well, thanks I, man. You know, I appreciate mostly, that. Yeah. Now this right here, this is so cool, man. I love Holy Diver. Gosh, it's just so great. Uh, Dio RIP was a wonderful, wonderful, talented, uh, front man, uh, not only for, uh, his solo project Dio, but uh, for Black Sabbath as well, um, and Rainbow, am I correct on that? Rainbow, he also sang Rainbow, Rainbow, Rainbow Elf, Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. Dio, and one more. Something one like more, that, uh, yeah. Uh, something, yeah, something, yeah. We'll have to do a whole episode a on Dio. Amazing person. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also invented the uh, metal horns. Um, but yeah, so got this Holy Diver album, but not only does, is it just the album, There we go. It's a heavy. It's heavy. It's yeah, heavy. it is heavy. Um, it's got this like crazy, crazy, crazy booklet to go along with it, um, with yeah. just amazing, like Lord of the Rings Tolkien imagery uh, on the front there, and I love that. I love like medieval type stuff, and that's exactly what's going on here. Um, Dio is really into that kind of stuff, and I'm just very, got, very excited and thankful. Got, and you got the same one. I, I got the book right yes, there. Yes, sir. Yeah, right there. So, so uh, yeah, I you know once I have some place uh, to display these things, I can't wait to do that. Um, our kitchen reno- just to update our kitchen renovation is about ninety percent done. It's a functional kitchen again, so we're able to like you know wash dishes and cook and stuff like that. Um, we just got to do the floor, um, but once the kitchen stuff's done, drum shed baby, it's in the works. Drum shed. So man. drum shed gets done. I'll put my vinyl up in there and display all my cool stuff and. <clears throat> and I also didn't realize that you're sporting the shirt. I uh, yeah, I was about to get to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. so also what James got me here, um, he got uh, where you can you can click the link on this episode um, to our uh, T Public um, site and pick up some merch. Uh, this is a When Words Fail Music Speaks T-shirt, and it is very comfortable. This is a Hanes like comfort um, shirt. Good lord, it's very comfortable. Um, I'm, this mm. is very soft. Um, and then 
I appreciate you getting Allie a t-shirt as well. So she's got a when words fail t-shirt. I don't have that with me. Um, but James got me some stickers to go along with it. And uh, you best believe whenever I go out, especially if I travel anywhere, I'm going to take some with me. I'm just going to like slap them on street signs and things like that. Uh, anywhere. Anywhere. Um, Actually, we need to get you some, some business cards. I yes. have like, like I have, the, I think I sent you the, like the image. You did. And all yes. you need to do is just, is upload them on like Vista print and, mm-hmm. and, and they'll print them out and ship into Yes, you. sir. Like, go out and make them make it rain. Probably. Um, (laughs) oh and you also got me some doc brass stickers so uh doc brass who did our theme song um uh got some stickers really cool that guy um we'll have to feature him the next time we do like a masked uh artist episode yes um so really cool um oh and and uh and speaking of of my boy doc um i am working with him on a new theme song the only only for christmas though Oh, really? So okay, I didn't even know that. This is going to be a, this is going to be a, yeah, this is going to be like a Christmas ethic theme. Okay. So maybe on the next show, or, yeah, yeah, because this show is uh, on maybe our first Christmas episode. Yeah. That, that's going to debut. Yeah, our, our, our first Christmas I, episode I, is in the works, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do some Christmas stuff for the month of December, uh, kind of like what we did with Halloween in October. And uh, we got some cool ideas. I can't wait to do that because um, I love Christmas. This is a fun time of year, um, and that's gonna be fun. Uh, also, shout out to my sister Greta for the um, Bones Coffee sampler pack that she got me for. This has been a great like kickoff to my uh, birthday. So thank you guys um, so much. But um, she got me some Bones Coffee. I'm currently drinking the caramel apple uh, blend, and it's very very good. Um, oh, so, uh, I need to, I need to try to, I need to find out where she got that from. Cause that sounds delicious. I'll have to send you a link to bones website. They make wonderful coffee. I would love for them to sponsor the show. Yes. Yes. We get more. Well, we're looking for any, any, in all sponsors. Yeah. So if you, if there was you a question sell I was custom fly swatters, we want to tell the world about it. Hit us up. It doesn't matter. Well, no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Any anywhere to get our name out yeah, there is a okay with us. So there was a question I was to ask you, but I totally forgot about it. Oh, uh, the shirt, um, the shirt. Um, so yes, yes. So this right here is a "When Words Fail, Music Speaks" T-shirt. Um, like I said, it's very comfortable. Um, it's got a really cool design, and it's it's not like cheaply made either. Um, you know, sometimes it, you're 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 gambling when you're buying stuff off like Amazon and stuff. But it's a very comfortable, nice fit shirt um very soft and you can pick this up click the link in this description of this episode uh to our t public and pick you up something um and uh if you want to support the show in any way that is the best way to do it um of course like sharing and stuff is wonderful leaving us some ratings and reviews we really do appreciate but if you want to support the show uh if you want to take it up a notch we're not going to turn it down get you some merch. We really appreciate it. We got a lot of cool stuff on there. I, um, I directed somebody to that the other day, got a text message, um, from Lindley and was like, there you go. And that was my next, that was the question uh, that yeah. I was going to ask. Uh, do you know if she bought it? I don't know. If, if she, okay. I haven't followed Did up with just, her. I'll have to check okay, with her. I'll okay. see her this week and I'll ask her. Nice. Uh, but cause I'm really curious on what she got. She said you know, she wanted a t-shirt shirt. and she wanted some stickers really bad. So, well, there, there you go. Yeah. There it is. Cool, cool. 
So, okay, so, um, on our last episode, um, the heebie-jeebies, <laughs> we, uh, we talked about this song. Yeah. But we wanted to wait until this episode, Cover Wars, to talk more in depth about that song. Absolutely. So, uh, so the song in question today uh, is Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Semi Charmed Life is a song by American rock band Third Eye Blind from their. Uh, their debut, save, uh, excuse me, debut studio album in 1997. It was released to radio as the lead single from the album on February 18th of 1997 by Elektra Records. Frontman Stephen Jenkins is credited as the sole writer of the song, although guitarist uh, Kevin Catagon has disputed these claims through litigation. So a little bit of trouble in there, mm. some legal issues with that. Yeah. Um, we won't get into that very much, but production on the song was helmed by Jenkins and Eric Valentine. And according to Jenkins, the song is about crystal meth kids, uh, and crystal meth addiction more so. And the feeling that quote, your life is always about to change and never be reliable. Um, the song was recorded and mixed in and around San Francisco at toast studios, uh, Skywalker ranch. HOS and the site by Valentine. Semi Charm Life was one of the first demos recorded by Third Eye Blind, and the song went through five iterations before the final version. An alternative rock song with a rap influenced singing style, the song's doot doot doot, you know what it is. Um, yeah. ref, uh, <laughs> refrain was directly inspired by Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. Didn't know that. Hmm. Uh, the instrumentation used in the song includes guitars, brushes, and a drum machine. The concept of the song was developed through Jenkins' observations of friends using crystal meth at a Primus concert. You remember Primus? Yeah, my name, my name is Mud. What a weird so Les Claypool, man. He auditioned for Metallica and did not get it. Unfortunately, so. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did. So, uh, Semi Charm Life received positive reviews from music critics who praised the radio friendly nature of the song and considered it a quintessential 90s track. And it absolutely is. You can't turn on mm. a Pandora 90s station without hearing the song at least 50 times. Right. Some reviews. At least. Uh, yeah, at least. Um, some reviewers, however, felt that the hook was crafted in a manner that would quickly become tiresome. Uh, the song peaked at number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, giving Third Eye Blind their first entry on the chart. Internationally, Semi Charm Life was a top 40 hit in six countries. The song remains as Third Eye Blind's most successful single, being certified gold by the RIAA and peaking at number 53 on Billboard's all-time U.S. mainstream top 40 chart. And I'll tell you this, if you ever get the chance to see um, Third Eye Blind live, which I have twice... Stephen Jenkins hates playing the song. And he makes a point to be a big baby about it. I love Third Eye Blind, but anytime I saw them live, he made he wallowed about having to play this and having to play Jumper. And it was just like, shut up, dude. Mm. This is these are the songs that made your career. And these people are here to watch you play live and support you. The least you could do is play their songs that they like. Who okay, uh, uh, I don't know. who is who is um, Radiohead's singer? Oh, you know man. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Yeah. He looks like Steve Steve, uh, Steve uh, uh, Martin Short. Yeah, he I does. Guess. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. I'll look up anyway, anyway, okay. Anyway, he says that he also hates one of his most famous songs. It's uh, 
is um creep uh, right well creep, creep. he doesn't like playing Thank creep you, sir. he doesn't like playing tom so york asks, that's his name tom, tom york. york yep so tom york asks their, their opening band please play it instead of us. that's right yep because i will not I, if if the if um if jenkins says i mean asks the uh opener band to play it it's a problem solved right man you know, yeah, right there, boom. and I mean that works. That yeah. probably works for the singer uh, of the band right. that wrote it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like yeah. Yeah. I would be a little, I'd probably be a little irritated if my favorite radio Radiohead song was "Creep," um, and I didn't actually right. see Radiohead perform "Creep." I saw the opening band just do a cover of it. I don't know. I would be a little upset with that. But that's just me. I see some covers. Some covers are better than the original. That's true. And if I oh, saw John Mayer play, if if oh god, if, that Tom, if Tom Petty was great. still here, R.I.P., and John Mayer happened to open for Tom Petty and played his version of Free Fallen, I would be I'd be okay with that. If and if Tom Petty didn't right. play his version, it was just the John Mayer stripped down acoustic version. I'd be okay with that because it's wonderful. And. And that is our, one of our Cover Wars episodes. Sure so go is. back in our catalog and and uh, and let's do. That's right. That's it. right. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, writing style of it. Absolutely. Um, hang on just a minute. Okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, um, now you got me. Home yeah, so you're singing it. Everybody's singing it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the writing and inspiration. Stephen Jenkins, the singer. Uh, said that's about his song. In terms of the dark lyrics and the catchy tune, I was just messing around with 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 whatever the paradigm was. I've always had a mis a, a mischievous nature in that way. I'm not a former former lyric writer. I do uh, I don't have some cookie cutter method. It's whatever it is provoking me at the moment. You know? Yep. And and some he's right because some some um. Some, some some writers go by the book, you know. They know what exactly what to write and everything. And some some artists are like him. They don't they don't have anything. Yeah, it's, some it's can play it safe, and some some bands and yeah. artists go in there and they know it works. And it, it again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, right. Exactly. But I, every now and then, you may strike gold by taking a chance um, and doing something a little outside the box. It may not work. It may flop. But you know what? You took a chance. And it worked. And it worked. Right? Yep. So, you should apply that to yeah. multiple areas of your life. That's right. That's I'm right. learning so, that myself. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Sammy Charm Life was written solely by frontman Stephen Jenkins in question of um, the guitar. Yes. But uh, Jenkins intended to write a song that acted like, to act as a San Francisco response to Lou Reed's Walk on a Wildside, which you just said. Right. With the do do do. Do 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 chants present throughout the song, um, being directly inspired by by the Reed's song. In regards to the style of the um, song, um, Jenkins explained that it meant to to reflect changes on what on that were occurring in the San Francisco music scene, particularly a growing interest in hip hop, mm-hmm. and and all. Interview with Rolling Stones, Jenkins says that the concept of the song was developed through his observer, of, uh, observations of, of friends using crystal meth. 
at a primary concert, just like you said, Elgin. Um, this is just the exposition of the music and lyrical content was intentional, as Lincoln intended to illustrate the bright, shiny feeling one gets when using a crystal meth. However, Jenkins maintains that the meaning of the song uh, more broadly relates to changing periods in one's life. I, okay, so, I've never done crystal meth, but I'm going to believe him when he says he gets that bright, shiny feeling, because even though I haven't tried it, that, 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 that doesn't mean that it's not true. Yeah. So. So I'm going to take his word for it, you know? Yeah. Because I don't want to try crystal meth at all. Oh, no, I'm good. Bad. I'll pass. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can have it. Um, No, yep. so we talked about the hip-hop influence in that as well, and, and we spoke about that earlier with, like, the way that the lyrics are kind of uh, – are th- how the lyrics are done in the verses, particularly. You know, and um, it's got that uh, right. r- that rhythm that he goes and that vibe. And um, right. but uh, you know what I didn't know be- before doing this episode and the research, um, he was the singer Stephen Jenkins was actually in a hip hop group, um, with like a few other rappers and stuff, and uh, it was called Puck and Natty. Um, and you can go on YouTube and like listen to some of their old stuff, but um, I had no idea. So he's got some hip hop influence in there. I had I had no clue. So uh, oh nice. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. So the song was written well before Third Eye Blind was formed. During his time as a struggling musician in San Francisco, um, Jenkins recalled sitting in a room with future Four Non Blondes singer. You remember them? Um, I love yep. them. Allie loves Four Non Blondes too. Uh, so yeah, singer and songwriter Linda Perry, which I believe Linda Perry also wrote a lot of songs with Pink. I could be wrong about that. You are you are hundred percent. Am I okay? I was wondering. I knew the name yeah. sounded familiar. Um, she was a, and yeah. and she gave her song called "What's Up." You know the hey yeah. yeah. She actually gave that song to Pink because she thought she thought that Pink sang it a lot better, and she thought that. Mm. It, so, so it's Pink's song I've now. never even heard Pink's version of it. That's great. Uh-uh. Oh, God, it's amazing. I like yeah. Pink. Pink is, well, Pink is very We should good. do another couple words of, of, of um, What's Up. Okay. Born on we can do it. Yeah. Now, it would go head-to-head with the He-Man video of What's Up. Do you remember that? That's like old-school yeah. YouTube gold, <laughs> man. Like, holy crap, <laughs> time capsule. Pull that back out. Right. And I said, hey, yeah. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's so great. So... Uh, anyway, so yeah, Linda Perry, um, who worked as a waitress down the street, performing their original compositions to one another. Uh, man, to be a fly on the wall in that room, right? Um, I know, right? So yeah. the two played each other early versions of Semi Charm Life and What's Up, their big hit, uh, both of which would later become massive hits for those respective va- uh, bands. It would be decades later that Jenkins realized the songs performed in that private session would sell a combined 17 million records. That's so cool. Uh, Jenkins was initially against the decision to release Semi-Charmed Life as the lead single from their self-titled album, Third Eye Blind, as he did not believe that it was representative of the work as a whole. Guitarist Kevin Cadigan uh, was concerned with the explicit lyrical content of the song, as he had fears that radio stations would refuse to play it. Um, Electra Records suggested that the band release semi-charmed life as their debut single as opposed to losing a whole year 
um, which is the name of a song, um, then prompting the release of several radio edits of the song. Upon the song's success, Jenkins explained that he felt most listeners misinterpreted the song into simply being a happy summertime jam. And that's what we talked about on our heebie-jeebies episode. It sounds like it's just happy-go-lucky, unicorns and rainbows, and the song is about doing crystal meth. So there's always a double meaning. You got to really look into the lyrical content of some of this stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great song. I think it kicked off their, uh, their um, history as a, as a phenomenal nineties band went on into the early two thousands and still had some great songs. They definitely were not a one hit wonder uh, jumper, obviously being an, a, a great song. Um, I'll never let you, I'll never let you go. That's a great song too. Uh, graduate. It's a great song. List goes on and on. How's it going to be? Uh, and I love this band. Um, but again, seeing them live, they're very terrible because he's a jerk. <laughs> so, so you know when you're when you meet as a band, if you're if one of your songs is in a really well known movie, um, I'm sure you've seen Bruce Almighty. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually had a discussion about Bruce Almighty today at work with someone. Jumper is in that movie, and as he was trying to save a man from jumping off the, you know, jumping. That's right. Right. Yeah. So you know you're a big, you know your your band that made it if you're in a. And then Jim Carrey movies. Come on, yeah, absolutely. Cannibal Corpse made it in them into a Jim Carrey movie, and they're 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 nothing but shy of awesome. Music. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's talk about the re, um the reception of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stephen Thomas, Erlewine, okay, sure. Um, of all music cited, of all yeah, of all music cited, Saving Charmed Life. As evidence that Third Eye Blind can craft a naggingly memorable hook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, yeah. What a way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Nag, naggingly, yeah. right. Uh, so, Mark Jenkins of the Washington Post referred to this song as a rap-inflicted pop rocker. He commented, uh, Semi-Charm Life takes an infectious glee in riveting rock that simple, direct, and yet epic. Mm. Dave Grad of Entertainment Weekly praised the radio-friendly sound of the song, calling it nice taste of Third Eye Blind's formula. Mm. Uh, James Sullivan of Rolling Stones referred to the song as one of the most relentlessly sunshiny songs of the 90s. I don't know if that's good or bad. But okay. Yeah, because obviously he didn't pay attention to what the lyrics are talking about with the drugs. Well, he was do do do. He was he was jamming along, man. That's you all know, he remembers is the do do do. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Justin Jeff of Observer praised "Semi Charmed Life," commenting that the song is both poppy and addressed some heavy shit. It sure does, like drugs. It, it does. Yes, children, drugs. <laughs> uh, which gave the band an edge over their radio-ready contemporaries that many would later uh, imitate with less sincerity. Mm-hmm. Glamour reviewer and senior editor Anna Moslin uh, cited semi Charm Life as a best song of the 90s, mm-hmm. commenting that it is easy, breezy guitar and do-do-do intro still spark joy and which it does. it does and that's what everybody remembers just, it's the kickoff of the you just, song yeah 
you, dude, you just feel so good singing that too, you know. Until you start so getting to the lyrics, and, and then, and then you, it's very, oh, very down. Man, yeah, it's, you, it's just a big yeah, downer. Yeah. So Andrew Chow of uh, Time Time um, magazine, Time magazine, yeah, uh, designated uh, "Saving Charm Life" as a classic karaoke song. Mm, true. Aiden Visiri Visiri of uh, the San Francisco Chronicles. I refer to Slimming Charm Life as possibly the catchiest song about casual sex and meth addiction ever. There you go. Well, he's he's right. I mean, <laughs> it is a catchy song. And it's about, you know, I mean, meth and other things. So, at the Bill Awards, uh, 97 um, Music Awards, Slimming Charm Life garnered the third on blind, a win in the modern rock track category. And rightfully cool. so. Yes, sir. So the cultural impact of the song, um, let's, let's dive into that for a minute. So Semi-Charm Life has been used in various media, including film, television shows, uh, and video games. The song has prominent appearances in Contact in 1997, um, Excess Baggage in 1997 as well, Wild Things in 1998, Dirty Work in 1998, uh, Jeekly, Jeekly, I think that was like a Ben Affleck and um, um, Jennifer Lopez movie in 2003, Game Night in 2018, and The Lovebirds in 2020. Despite not appearing on the film soundtrack, Semi Charm Life was praised for its appearance in the 1999 teen sex comedy film American Pie. What a great piece mm. of uh, uh, filmography. Yes. Very funny. Uh, the song was also featured, also Blink-182 is in American Pie, so that there's that too. Um, the song, they made a cameo appearance, pretty funny. Travis Barker had purple hair. <laughs> yeah. The song was also featured on the soundtrack for the 2005 film, A Lot Like Love. Uh, the song is, is featured in the 2019 episode um, Story Tank of Henry Danger. In a mashup, this is funny. I actually listened to this earlier. It's pretty good. A mashup of Semi Charm Life and Call Me Maybe circulated on the internet in the middle of 2012. You remember that song? Call Me Maybe. Yep. Yeah, that's. Um, I just think you. Thank you. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so that one's pretty good. It's, it's a good it's mashup. A, I love those. It's good. Both are great songs, yeah. too. I mean, so. Um, and then a cover version of the song was featured in the video game Alvin and the Chip, the video game Alvin and the Chipmunks in 2007. Uh, oh. And Semi Charm Life has also appeared on a pl- as a playable track in the rock in the music rhythm video game Guitar Hero Van Halen. It's specifically the Van Halen one. one. <laughs> um, yeah. But cool. Uh, in addition to being a downloadable song in Rock Band Four, um, and also Rocksmith 2014. Which was a really cool video game. Have you ever heard of Rocksmith? I have. Okay, I played it a little bit, and I wanted to keep playing it so I could actually learn how to play guitar. It was more realistic than playing Guitar Hero because you actually plugged in a real guitar into this adapter that you could play this video game with. So you're actually learning right. how to play the guitar. Pretty cool. That's that. That was the that that, that was her whole gimmick. Is you actually learn how to play? Exactly. I, I want to keep messing with that. Um, and then the song was used in the original theatrical trailer for Disney's The Tigger movie in 2000. 
Um, a Disney mm-hmm. spokeswoman said that she was not aware of the sexual content within the song's lyrics. So there you go. Who knew, right? Who knew? And you're going to throw it into some kids' movies. So mm-hmm. you have to be careful. Anyway. <laughs> well, see, little kids don't care about eh, that. They, they don't care. care about yeah, they don't know. Do, they'll do, they'll do, cross do, that bridge do, do, later. Do, do. So. Hopefully not. Come on now. You got to, you, you got to, you know, kids, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad, okay? Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, so this is Cover Wars. Woo. So we're gonna we're gonna cover the same song by two different bands. This time is, I think this is like both of your favorite bands of all time, right? Dude, I got, I freaking love some got, Four Years Strong. Um, we got Four Years Strong versus Dance Gavin Dance. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I wasn't as huge of about, a Dance Gavin Dance fan, but I love me some Four Years Strong. So Four Years Strong. Yep. So, why don't we talk about it first, man? Okay, that'll work. So, Four Years Strong is an American pop punk band from Worcestershire. I can't say what you... Okay, so you know what... Worcestershire. 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 Worcester. uh, uh, Worcester. That's not the the soft sale, so... Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, They were formed in 2001. Uh, the group consists of vocalist and guitarist Dan O'Connor and Alan Day, uh, bassist Joe Weiss, and drummer Jake Mus- Masuko. Uh, help me here. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's it, see why all drummers do that. We have very nice names, and then your drummer has left one one name that I can't pronounce. <laughs> Every time, <sighs> drummers are headed. They're the worst. Them. I tell you, they're the worst. They're the worst. They're the loudest too. Ugh. Only in the room, in the room. that you play in. They have released six studio albums. Their most recent, Brain Pain, was released on February 28th, 2020, through Noise, through Pure Noise Records. And that's such a great title. Yeah, Brain, Brain Pain. Pain. Headaches, man. That's what I get Headaches. whenever I drink a milkshake too fast. Oh, I get them all the time, oh. man. I, yeah, well... Specifically, because I got three skull fractures. Yeah, that'll do it. That's for another story. Yeah, that's that's another that'll story do for it. another time. <laughs> that'll do it, big. <laughs> um, the band sound can be described as a blend of pop, punk, and hardcore punk. It's basically punk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the band simply can develop the sound off of sound off the idea of playing exactly what they want to hear. Or music that they would listen to, but no one else was playing at the time. The band's sound has been described as a combination of of pop-punk energy, uplifting sing-along choruses, and metalcore flourishes, Hmm. with the assertive and uh, real, relatively speaking, intricate guitar lines and riffs. Uh, This this fusion between pop-punk and metalcore has been often labeled as easycore in a in an episode we we both discussed in the past. That's right. Past episode. Um, as a style, the band is considered to have popularized. Yeah, and I will just say so, this one cool thing about uh, Four Years Strong. I was listening to a podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome, um, the singer of um, Silverstein. That's his podcast, and uh, he interviews okay. other lead singers, so it's pretty cool. But he had. Uh, these you know these guys from four years strong on um 
Dan and Alan and had them uh, because they both like share lead vocal um, abilities there. And you'll hear that in their cover. You can hear them go back and forth. Um, but uh, they don't use in-ear monitors when they play live. They, they use regular like house monitors, which is strange because like, especially in heavy music, you almost need in-ear monitors to, to be able to play something fast to make sure you're all on point with each other. And um, they don't use click track like a lot of people use now. They just, they do it the old school way. That's pretty impressive. This is a, this is a talented band. Right, right, yeah. So uh, their cover of Saving Charm Life can be found on the cover of the album. Explains it and all. And it that's, is that's so good. It is nothing but a bunch of 90s music covers that they do. And I have been wearing this cover album out for well over a decade now. So Cool. Yes, sir. Well, let's check it out. Here we go. Three, two, one, here we go.
Yes, sir. Wow. Forgot how much I love that version of it. This is so good. <laughs> Thoughts? I'm confused. Okay. Yes, please. Let's do it. Let's, let's get into okay. this right now. I'm confused. Okay. Have you ever heard of a song that you liked it, but you're like, eh. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. For me, that song was way too busy. I don't know why. Too busy. Okay. All right. Too busy. Yeah, too busy. Like, I think I heard like 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 several different vocals at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That that messed with my yeah. head. Yeah. Um. And then. I I think what they then, did was they shortened it. So there's a there's two different versions oh, okay. of um okay. of semi charm life that you hear on the radio, where there's right. actually like a third or fourth verse that kind of works as a bridge, but it's not really the bridge. And it, it's weird. The right. structure of the song is strange, especially for a radio hit. Um, <clears throat> and it has been shortened a lot of times. And a lot of times one of those verses and or whatever it is gets cut out. And yeah. they kind of blended that for a little bit there. Um, just, okay. I guess, so that, to condense okay, it. So, yeah, so that, okay, so that's what it was. Another thing is, in the in the introduction when he was singing the, the first verse, I I, I I noticed that the guitarist then land all of his notes played in the whole first verse. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like that funky song, like like it like a soft hand there. Yeah. yeah, I love that that little aspect, but I'm but I'm like that's not that's that it it just sounded off to me for some reason. Sure. I'm not sure why. Okay. You know. All right. But yeah, 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 let's hear your, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, what did you think about it? I, I love that. Um, I love that style of music as we discussed in our easy core episode, when you can blend pop punk and, and hardcore together and they do it so well. And, right. um, I love their ability to, to like do callbacks with the vocals and they do gang vocals and stuff. And then, um, they harmonize with each other very well. Those singers, bl their voices blend together so very well. Um, and Four Year Strong would not be the same if one of them were not in the band anymore. Um, just because they work, they work so well. So I love the vocals. I love the drums in it. I love that it goes from this, uh, you know, it's it's your typical 4-4 four, four timing song done in a, a certain beat. And... They do a lot of the double time, not double time, but they do faster rhythms of it and um, yeah, like full time. And then it goes into halftime and back and forth. And it adds a lot to the dynamics of the song, I feel like. And then they, there's some double bass in there too that matches up with that, yeah, with right. the doo doo doos. Yeah. So, or, or right. the guitar. So, you know, everyone's singing the doo doo doos, but the guitar rhythm is, is in the, in the song normally. So the guy's double bass is going, and I love that, and it's fun to play. I love playing this version of the song. Okay. And so yeah, I like it. I like a lot. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But we got another contender here. We'll get into this one. We do. So this band is called Dance Gavin Dance. I'm not a big Dance Gavin Dance fan, and a lot of times when you discuss the hardcore scene or the metal, not metal, I guess they weren't metalcore, this, the emo, screamo era, this band is praised heavily. I never got into them, mainly because of the lead singer that they had. And it 
that guy put a bad taste in my mouth. He's notorious for being a huge douche, and I just never could get into him. He's not in the band anymore. Every band he's been in, he's been kicked out of. He's got a terrible drug really? habit. Right. So it kind of fits with this oh, song. Okay. But his, <laughs> he is yeah, not featured well. in this cover. So this is this is the like newest uh, version of Dance Gavin Dance that we'll be doing today. Oh, okay. Uh, but okay. anyway. So, so, that, so, that, so, so this does not have the singer yeah. that you Johnny like. Craig is not right. in this version. When we okay. get to, yeah, okay. Johnny Craig. Okay. Um, okay just make sure. We could do a whole episode on how terrible Johnny Craig is, but. Uh, Dance Cabin Dance is an American rock band from Sacramento, California, formed in 2005. The band currently consists of vocalist Tillian Pearson um, and John Mess, again, two vocalists that kind of share uh, duties there. Um, lead, I said duty, lead guitarist Will Swan, rhythm guitarist Andrew Wells, bass guitarist Tim Furyk, and drummer Matthew Mingus. The band formerly included lead vocalist Johnny Craig, and Kurt Travis, and the lineup has changed several times since their inception. Um, this is one of those bands Yay. that they have tons of different members. Um, yeah. Swan and Mingus are the only band members who have appeared on every studio album. Mm. Um, the band released their debut EP, um, Whatever I Say is Royal Ocean, in 2006 and signed to Rise Records thereafter. Uh, their debut studio album, Downtown Battle Mountain, was released in May of 2007. Craig and guitarist Sean O'Sullivan left the group and were replaced by Kurt Travis and Zachary Guerin, respectively. They released their self-titled second album in August of 2008. Vocalist John Mess and bassist, bassist Eric Lodge left the group before the album's release, with Lodge replacing, excuse me, being replaced by Jason Ellis. Um, not the skateboarder turned serious radio DJ, um, Jason Ellis, who's pretty funny. Uh, Happiness, um, which is the group's third studio album, was released in June of 2009. In 2010, Johnny Craig, John Mess, and Eric Lodge returned to the band and recorded their fourth studio album, Downtown, Bo Downtown Battle Mountain 2, in 2011. Craig and Lodge departed from the group the following year, which led to former Tides of Man vocalist Tillian Pearson, bassist Tim Furyk, and guitarist Josh Benton, Joining the group, they released their fifth studio album, Acceptance Speech, in 2013. Uh, Benton then left the band shortly after the band's release. Their sixth studio album, Instant Gratification, was released in April of 2015. The following year, the group released the live album, Tree City Sessions, and their seventh studio album, Mothership, the latter charting at the number 13 uh, on the uh, Billboard Top 200 in 2017 they released a cover of bruno mars single that's what i like uh for pop punk goes uh or excuse me punk goes pop volume seven um and also a standalone single uh summertime gladness and toured on the vans warp tour they released their eighth studio album artificial selection in june of 2018 placing at number 15 on the billboard 200 in 2020 they released their ninth studio album afterburner in april which pl uh, placed at number 14 on the Billboard 200. And then another uh, live album, Tree City Sessions 2, in December. The band has scored three top 20 albums in the U.S. and become one of the most popular groups in post-hardcore. Again, I'm not a huge fan, but we'll, you know, that's whatever. That's besides the point. This is a good cover. Um, their cover of Semi-Charmed Life can be found on the cover album Songs That Saved My Life. There are two versions of... Um, two volumes excuse me of songs that saved my life great cover nice. songs on there um and uh a lot of the 
proceeds went to like um, suicide prevention um, organizations and mental health awareness and things like that. So uh, pretty cool. So anyway, um, James, you got that queued up and we'll, we'll take a listen to this version and we'll, we'll have them duke it out and see who wins. All right. I got to pull it up right here in three, two, one. Here we go.
There you go. All right, James. I don't even need to ask. <laughs> Your facial expressions you said up. it all. You, oh. <laughs> what register was that dude singing in? I don't Holy know. Crap. But I hope this goes up on the YouTube because your your reactions to oh, the to that was especially when you hit that note and you were just like you were kind of like this and then you're like, <laughs> oh, whoa, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay. So all right. So let me get your thoughts on it and then sure. we'll revert back to this okay. dude. All right. So. Like I said, I'm not. A, I've never been a huge fan of Dance Gavin Dance. I really can't even like. They just didn't have any songs that stood out to me. Me personally, I'm not knocking them. I just me personally never cared for them. Yeah. Um, Johnny Craig had a lot to do with that because he was a loser, still is. And um, you know, instrumentally, I think the band is wonderful. And I can't right. knock that vocalist the clean vocalist too much because of the register that his voice is in. Um, obviously a very high falsetto voice, but because I love Coheed and Cambria. And I mean, that dude is the king of singing in falsetto, you know? Right. right. Um, but there's something, I don't know. I feel like with Claudio from Coheed, he's, there's still like a rawness to that, even though it's such a high pitched vocal, there's something eerily it's almost like it's too good. It's almost like it's too soft for is that, I guess that's the best way to describe it. It's, it's like, all right, listen, how about this? All right. Here's a good, here's a good visual illustration. Have you heard of the uncanny Valley where you watch like a movie like the polar express or something like that, where the animation is like 3d animation, but it's very realistic, but it's not, quite realistic enough and it kind of makes people freak out a little bit and it makes people uncomfortable they call that the uncanny valley there's kind of an uncanny valley situation going on with this guy's vocals is the only way i can <laughs> describe it so it's like it's right. very soft for a post-hardcore band it's very soft it's very high pitched and it's almost too clean now i know this is studio studio quality but when this guy does live stuff it's the same. It's, it's, it's almost too good. Wow. It makes me a little uncomfortable listening to it. It's not pleasing to me. Um, not to say he's not a great singer for me. It doesn't work. <clears throat> now the, the, uh, the screamer in the band is not my favorite. I, I love, I love heavy music. I love aggressive vocals. I love screaming. I love high pitch screaming. I love low pitch screaming. I like when you got the comfortable mid range and you can, articulate what you're saying and things like that um but this guy sounds like he just broke his toe and i say that from experience because i have recently broken my toe and the screaming that i did sounded something similar to what this gentleman has done and i'm not a fan of that particular screaming vocal you know what i mean this guy this guy i mean uh right 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 because right. there's some there's some screaming bands that have like it sounds like there's more emotion in their vocals when they when they do scream and i i tend to gravitate towards those ty those types of bands um glass jaw the used um different ones like that uh the singer spencer chamberlain from under oath where it's not deep and guttural like you like you would normally hear there's like pain almost in the in the vocal i like that but this right. guy's pain is more like not I'm emotional. It's like, I just hurt myself and I need a doctor. Someone call an ambulance. Um, but that's just me. 
So all that to say, I won't let that knock my opinion of this cover because I still think it's a great cover. Right, it is. It and is. he even showed off his vocals in that. Um, I would love there to hear go. them take on uh, or cover take on me because yes. just so I can hear him do that. But anyway, what do you, what did you think? Okay, so I'm going to agree with you on on many parts. Okay, let's talk about the screamer. First, uh, okay. okay, screamer was I think. Sounded like he was in agony. Yeah, yeah. Same thing you thought. Yeah. Uh, there were moment. There were times when I didn't, uh, where I couldn't understand what he was saying. True. I don't like that. Gotcha. I, if if you're a if if you're a middle singer, like I guess this is considered middle. Yeah. Um, which, which it is, you know. Yeah. Because it has a screamer in it. Um, if you're not cannibal corpse or you're not, <laughs> you know, um. Six feet under. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pronunciation of the words is very key. Yeah. Because a lot of, because not a lot of people listen to Cannibal Corpse. You know, it's it's a it's a um it's you. It's an acquired taste. Acquired taste, thank yeah. you, sir. And I think that Dance Gavin Dance is more of a, like like a like a more famous group than than the Death Corp. Okay, so yeah. If if for me, if you want. A, a a a a a better or should I say a a well known following? Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to pronounce your words correctly. You yes, know? I mean not not correctly, but in a in a way that people can understand. Yes, because they want to be able to sing their songs with you. you sure. Know? Uh, so I for for what he did us, I I totally respect him because I can't growl, I can't scream, I can't do this and that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Same. So I do respect him for for. For being in demand, and uh, yeah, I give them all the credit in the world. Sure. You know? So I just, I just like you. I just don't like that that, that his style of screaming, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. Now I'm gonna ask you another question, James. Is this the first time that we've ever done a cover wars, and you didn't particularly care for either one? That is true. It's a first. You heard it here, folks. A, heard it here it's first, a first, folks. It's a first. It's a first. But let's talk about the the Tillman Till what. what What's the name? Till. The, oh, uh, the um, the, the lead singer. singer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tillian Pearson. Tillman. Yeah. Tillian. Tillian. I'm so sorry, Tillian. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so my fa- my face uh for this um uh, feature that you that you saw um was not was in shock because I was shocked <laughs> that he could get up there to that falsetto realm, right? Uh, yeah. Um, that that wasn't anything else, you know, other than that, you know. Yeah. Uh, to be able to do that, that takes a lot of talent, which I don't think a lot of people know. Yeah. Um, that's that's on the lines of uh, boy, that perfect example when you mentioned Claudio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claudio is like one of the best ever that he's you know gifted for. Yeah. And I think and I think uh, that you were trying to state that that Claudio's voice fits with Claudio's music. It does. And, it just you know it just so works. Well. Yeah. Uh, Tillian's voice does not match the music that he's singing in. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know. No. Um. So I think that he that his voice would be better. Uh, I don't want to say ballads, but not ballads. Boy band. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So 
and yes. I'll 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 <clears throat> piggyback on that a little bit with what you're saying because there's sometimes that works. I think a great example right. of a right. heavy band with a vocalist who sings very uh, boy band esque would be Issues or Woe Is Me because it's the same guy, um, Tyler Carter, uh, the clean vocalist for both of those bands, um, and that was the first time I'd ever heard any type of heavy music mixed with this clean boy band sounding vocal. Um, and it was okay, but this, right. this doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. I don't, I don't put, um, Tillian and Tyler Carter in the same, um, in the same category. Uh, right. and one day we'll have to do, uh, some form. So we'll have to incorporate issues, uh, into this podcast at some point because I love introducing people to that band. Um, right. Such a yeah. talented group of people. Um, wonderful live band. I've seen Issues live three times, and Tyler is just as good on the track as he is in person. Um, and they do a great cover of the Pokemon theme song. Maybe that's what we can do in a cover wars. We'll have to cover the Pokemon theme song. So, Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's 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 a good thing because I hear it all the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, but um, okay. So now it's time to pick. Uh, yeah. All right. Well. That's it, hard. It's hard for me. But uh, do you want me to give you mine? Yeah. First? You go first. Okay. So I'm basically uh, okay. So I'm going to base it on how close the artist gets to the original song. Sure. My pick is going to go for Dance, Gem, and Dance. Wow, okay. All right, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, wow. Oh. They seem to be the more closer band to get to the original song as possible. Sure. Okay. So that's, that's I believe I mean. it. Yeah, it, it's... Right, yeah. We talked about that part in the... Uh, now, they, they eliminated that, that weird fourth verse type of thing, bridge, whatever it is. Right, yeah. As well, but they didn't do like what four year strong did where they sang on top of each other to kind of convince right, that even, right. which, even more, which I kind of dug it, yeah, you know, because, yeah. because, because singing on top of each other messed, messed with my, you know, head a bit. So in that, I, I, yeah. I didn't really dig, dig, dig that too much. So yeah. they did the closer to the radio version of that to kind of save so. time. Cause I, if you've ever worked in a radio, you have a certain amount of time that you have to get songs through. That's why you have radio edit edits to condense songs. Right. A lot of times because you have, ad sponsors that you've got to get their ads in and there's a certain time they have to play you have to get the shorter version you have to condense it as much as possible so that's why a lot of times you hear a song on the radio it's a lot shorter than what you're used to um right so but yeah that that's much closer to the uh radio edit for sure um but i'm gonna go with mine uh, um okay. i think i think for me i will i will say four years strong is my favorite Okay. of these two um just because the i like that band a whole lot more <laughs> than dance gavin dance <laughs> right um yeah. Yeah. and also a great live band and um i think i i think it did like i said this came out in like i think this cover album that four year strong did came out in like 2009 maybe um and it still holds up like it's still right. they were doing the whole punk goes pop thing before it got really 
popular to do the punk goes pop thing. So they were featured on like two or three of those, I, I, I believe, but they put out a whole cover album of nothing but nineties tracks and they're so good. I'm pretty sure we're going to end up featuring another one, another one of their covers whenever we finally do a uh, bullet with butterfly wings. Um, the smashing pumpkin song, cause their cover is really good of that too. But right. um, yeah, I'm going to go with that one because I like the, uh, I like the, the, the two vocalists and kind of like, not like in the dance Gavin dance version where it's like clean and then screaming, clean, screaming, clean, screaming back and forth. Cause that kind of throws you for a loop a little bit. Right. It does. But it does. I, it does. Uh, I'm going to say, I like the whole, like, especially the way that those, all right. So even going back to how someone has described the verses as being kind of like hip hoppy, right? So packed in them, and then they, they just kind of like yeah. keep going back and forth right. with each other kind of like speaking to each other almost it's, it's cool i like that um and i like how they never attempt to change the keys either of their covers that they do like those dudes have some good range too but they do it in a way where it's almost like they're screaming and i kind of like that so yeah i'm gonna go four years strong nice nice absolutely well Neither one of our, neither of our choices is incorrect because I mean they're both great songs, yeah. both great bands. True, know? true. But uh, but I just like one over the other, and Blake does too. So you know that's 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 the beauty of music. You know everybody likes something different. That's the beauty of music, but... and that's how America works. Dad Gummit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But that that doesn't mean that we don't want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Tell us. Um, please um tell us on on um. Instagram, Facebook, email, and I'll and we will uh, tell you how to get in contact with us yeah, yeah. through those. But before we get to the mental health minute, as as that's Blake's um, kind thing for y'all to you know to, to uh, listen to, um, we just found a, a, a brand new site. Um, so at the end of Dance Gavin Dance's semi charm life um, video. It says, if you are in crisis, there, uh, if you are in crisis, there is hope for you. For more information on how to get help for yourself or someone in need, please visit www.songsthatsavemylife.com. I never heard of that. Have you? Yeah, well, I knew of the uh, the albums, those cover albums, Songs right. That Saved My Life. Right. But yeah, they're, they have a whole like website dedicated to... Um, like they have resources if you if you're struggling with depression and things like that suicidal thoughts um and uh plenty of um connections for you uh and nice you know uh, oh if you're if you're feeling down and you need some type of pick me up to pull you out of a dark spot um (coughs) their website and um they'll be sure to to assist or or listen to this show. Or listen to this show. Because yes, yeah, this is what it's all about. It's not about us. It's about you. It's guaranteed. So, guaranteed. Doctor guaranteed recommended. Right? Doctor recommended <laughs> podcast here. Listen to all forty, all 146 episodes. Jeez, I know. I was thinking about that the other day. We're like almost yeah, they're gonna, at 150. That's crazy, man. Then 200 yes. to be right around the corner. Man, we got to do something big for 200. Something. So. Yeah, something. So, okay. Uh, so um, well, let's listen to to Blake to Bruce Lee's 
mental health minute. Yeah. So today's mental health minute, I gotta, I gotta find like a jingle or something um, to throw in there yeah, for this. Yeah. We'll, we'll get with doc yeah. uh, and see what he can do there, for us. Um, there you go. So uh, just something like beep, 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 beep. Um, so uh, <laughs> mental health minute, uh, today's mental health, minute. uh, surround yourself with good people, people with strong family or social connections are generally healthier than those who lack a support network. So make plans with supportive family members and friends and seek out activities where you can meet new people, such as a club, a class, or some type of support group. Um, a good example of that is, uh, you know, my, my sister-in-law has gotten involved with a pottery class and she's made a few friends, um, while doing that. And, uh, in fact, we've gone to like a trivia night here at the brewery here in town with some of her pottery friends. And then therefore nice. we are out meeting new people we're doing something fun. We're doing some music trivia, um, enjoying some good food and some IPAs and stuff at the, uh, the brewery. So, uh, fun time, but yeah, man, it's really, it's really important to have a good support system. We talked about that when we had Darren Marlar from the weird darkness podcast on, um, find people who are like in your corner and rooting for you. Um, right. and try to wean yourself out of those situations where people are just draining and they're, uh, they're, they're toxic and they're, they're sucking the life out of you. And it's going to make it so much easier to have people who are in your corner whenever you say, hey, I'm, I'm either not feeling it today um, and they're understanding and they're just like, sure, whatever you need. Um, or they encourage you, hey, man, come on out and we'll, we'll go to a trivia night or we'll, uh, we'll take some type of art class together or something like that. So, Yeah, cool. Yes, sir. Um, uh, so uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, be sure to share this with your friends, families, and everybody else that you know. Please. Um, about the show. And we are available on multiple podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts app. Yes. Uh, and please leave a rating and review as you'd like to see our help us grow and get more guests. Um, so, and we'll read your reviews right here on the show. That's right. So, I mean... Win-win, right? That's right. I love a good shout-out. I've left several yes. reviews on podcasts just because it's so fun to hear them, like, call you out. Not call you out. Right. Not yeah. call you out like they want to fight, but, like, call your name. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where can so, people find us, James, on the socials? All right. So, the best way to stay up to date with us is by following our social medias. Instagram, when words fail, podcast. Facebook, WWFMS podcast, Twitter on uh, at when words fail MS, email, always email us at when words fail podcast at gmail.com. Or on YouTube, where you can find this awesome show and see my reaction to Tim to tell you its voice on youtube.com slash when words fail music speaks. TikTok and website is the same when words fail music speaks.com. And just when words fail, music speaks on TikTok. Uh, I will leave the link for our merchandise that Rosalie has on right now. Uh, so you can pick up t-shirts, bags, masks, uh, baby clothes, uh, laptop bags. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, get, get all of your 
uh, when Wordsfield mentioned us right there. Yeah, man. Christmas is coming up. You gotta you need some stocking stuffer. So you got your masks and your stickers, and maybe you want to buy a t shirt for um your great aunt Susan, or maybe you want to buy a onesie for your um your little nephew or your niece or what have you. And uh support show, man. Or anybody. Yeah. 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 Um we f- we forgot to mention to people last week, but there was a huge Black Friday sale going on with T Public as well, too. So that was a good time to buy. So um, we'll let you know if we ever hear any more updates from that. Um, but yeah, go support us in that manner. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. Um, I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Y's, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. Um, I just got a new um, camera mount um, for, my, um, for the drum cage. So I'm going to try that nice. out tomorrow. Uh, nice. thank you mom for the early birthday present um, also right, mom. yeah good mom good mama Mosley mm. I'm on TikTok at Blake <laughs> Brosley um, also if you want to check out my other podcast that I do called South Carolina Spook Show um, I've gotten some positive feedback on that thank you guys for listening um, it's available on Spotify Google Podcasts Breaker Radio Public and Apple Podcasts so if you can hit me up with a review and give me some stars. I appreciate it. Also, if you have a uh, story about any type of, uh, if you have like a ghost story, or if you've seen the Lizard Man, or if you knew who uh, Pee Wee Gaskins was, and like you had some type of connection to him, um, or anything. Pee Wee Gaskins. Pee Wee lived in something. Lived in Sumter, right? And yeah, he was like from the Sumter, Florence area. Yeah, yeah okay. Pee Wee Gaskins, which is my my latest episode is on Pee Wee Gaskins, um, yes. serial killer. So, uh, yeah, if you got any stories like that, I'd love to hear them. Hit me up. Send me some. Um, send me an email. It's uh, sc spook show at gmail.com and again i really appreciate you guys checking that out uh sources from this episode came from wikipedia allmusic.com grunge.com and the university of michigan oddly enough uh we do not own any of the music used in this episode um and no copyright infringement is intended please go support the artists that were featured in this episode yes um so once again, thank you for listening to the show. I think it's hundred and forty something. Something I'm, like I'm, that. I'm just gonna leave it there because I'm, I'm, because I'll say one thing and it would be another thing. <laughs> we'll know better that's, when we get to the two hundred mark. We'll celebrate that one. We'll be like, all right, this is it. We know this one. Yes, this is it. Yes, yes. yes. So, um, thanks everybody for listening and or watching on YouTube. Um, so until next time, always remember. When words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys. See ya.